Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out and About with Antoinette. Now, you know that this is a podcast where I get an opportunity to interview some awesome people who are from in and around the state of Delaware that are doing positive things in their communities. And today, my special guest is Sheldon Epps. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about Sheldon. Sheldon had directed major productions on and off Broadway and in London and at many theaters across America. In addition, he's had an active television career, helming some of the classic shows of recent years. He was the artistic director of the renowned Pasadena Playhouse for two decades and is currently serving as a senior artistic advisor at the historic Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. You know we love our DMV area. <laughs> now, he is the author of My Own Directions, A Black Man's Journey in the American Theater. And he talks about the roller coaster ride of his life in the theater. You know, there's excitement and anguish, highs and lows, but in that theater, his experience uh, as a black man has, you know, how people say the first or one of the few. We're gonna talk about that and how he navigated the world. So Sheldon, welcome to Out and About with Antoinette. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be with you. Thank you for asking me. And I appreciate it because, you know, there is so much going on in the world today. And the purpose of my podcast is to share the good things. And you definitely have had some good things, some not so good things. But you <laughs> yeah. know what? We're going to talk about the good things because your memoir, My Own Direction. A Black Man's Journey in the American Theater. Now, you know, I know, we both know, you know, journaling, writing, ups and downs. And journaling for me, as it must have been for you, was very cathartic. How did you feel once you got those words out of your head, off your heart and down onto that paper? Well, um, it was a, a tough journey. You know, if you if you really want to be honest about something that's happened in your past, if you want to write about it honestly, you really have to put yourself back into the situation, you know, and not just say what happened, but how did I feel when that happened? And uh, that can be fun and joyous and joyful when it's a good experience, but when it's not so pretty an experience, you know, it's it's tough to put yourself back there. Uh, but that's what you have to do to be honest about it. So uh, it was a it was a roller coaster ride, I'll say, writing writing the book and trying to be honest about uh, all of the great things that have happened in my life and career, and there are many of them. But also, you know, being out there and upfront and honest about some of the challenges, some of the frustrations, some of the times when I was angry or uh, came close to being defeated and had to pick myself up to keep myself going and all of that. And you just brought up a great point. You know, we're all of us are going to go through ups and downs and you and I are of a particular age and we know, I mean, we, we know, but our young people, you know, our young people, um, I often tell them that they need to just stop 
you know, especially now on social media, you know, stop before you snap, you know, pause before you post, you know, because things will just come out of your head and it's hard to take it back once you've said it. Right. So right. journaling, writing, if that has, was that, you know, when you first started your career, did you find that reading and writing helped you to get to this point? Otherwise, like you said, negative things you would have snapped and did something or said something that could have derailed your career. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, reading in particular, I'm I'm a big big reader of biographies and autobiographies, and to sort of uh, you know get get under the skin of famous people, and to find out you know what it really took to get there. And most recently, for example, I just wrote there's a great documentary about Sidney Poitier on mm. uh, I think it's on Apple TV or Amazon, one of those. And you realize, you know, you think of him as movie star and icon and legendary Sidney Poitier. When you realize what this man went through in his youth <laughs> on that Caribbean island and in those early days when his family moved to Florida, how the mere act of survival is so inspirational. And the fact that he overcame those kind of challenges to become the great Sidney Poitier is uh, the kind of inspiration I think we can all use from time to time uh, to know that obstacles are just challenges to be overcome, not something to uh, beat you into the ground. And 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 that is, yeah, you know, again, we, I always go back to, you know, being a boomer, I'm a very proud boomer, you know, and, <laughs> and we know what we've gone through. I mean, you know, there's nothing that's happening in this world today that hasn't happened before, but there's a little twist to it, right? Right. And so we have to survive. There's a way that we tackle these, 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 you know, negative forces to come out on the other side in a positive way. And in reading your bio on your media kit, you use the term, and I want to emphasize this, chased by race. That's really interesting. And I know, again, people probably said, oh, we need a black actor or we need, you know, a person of color. I don't even think they, well, you know, the terms they use back, back in right. the day, you right. know, like, so chased by your race. And that, you know, it probably was opened a lot of doors for you, but it had to be frustrating. So tell us and tell our young people, you know, that this, this is some, a door that you're going to have to open and you're going to have to navigate it. You're going to have to get through it. And we're going to be chased by race, especially yeah. now, you know, that this is supposed to be the end thing, but eventually that's going to end too. So talk to me about chased by the race, you know, that term and how that really made you the person that you are today. Yeah. Well, what, what I meant by it is that, uh, much as you might want to pretend or much as you might want to ignore it or play past it or whatever term you want to use, you know, race is always a factor. It, it is always there in our lives. Um, you can, you can um, be, be beaten down by it. Uh, you can be challenged by it. You will be challenged by it. Uh, or you can accept it and even celebrate it and, and use, it, use it as a very positive thing to, to keep you going and to keep you motivated. But what you can't do is escape it. <laughs> it's always gonna be either right behind you, chasing you, or it might be in front of you trying to block you. You know, both of those are, are equally odious in a way, but inescapable. So you have to 
You have to accept it as a reality of your existence as a person of color in this country, even now. Know that it's going to be there and know it's going to be something that you have to deal with and that you have to have tools to deal with. And very often it can take you by surprise. You know, you can have those moments when you say, oh, that was strange or that was confusing. And then, you know, you suddenly say, oh, that was that was race. You know, that was racism <laughs> staring you in the face. You know, so if you and, and, and that can be OK and even funny sometimes, you know, but when it comes to something big, you yeah. better be prepared for that to be a factor and know that you're going to have to deal with it and um, have the tools to deal with it. It's very important to be prepared. And to piggyback onto that, are you, you know, I'm still surprised sometimes when I read uh, about a person's accolade, a person of color's accolade, and, and still see that term, the first. Yeah. The first, the right. first. And, you know, how long? <laughs> how long is that going to be true? Yes. <laughs> well, you know, we, we thought, we thought that, you know, when we were in high school, we were hearing about the first, the first mm -hmm. this, the first that. And I'm sure that we thought by the time we were adults that, you know, that would not be a term that would be around anymore. Well, we have to remember when that many years ago, when we had the first black president. Correct. You know, and in this last election, we had the first gay person or the first transsexual person. So, you know, sometimes I think we as a country, as a society, we give ourselves more credit than perhaps we deserve for how far we've come. You know, we want to think or believe or congratulate ourselves for having come so far. But have we really? <laughs> you know, and even though there was a first, were there others, you know? Uh, and did anything really change because there was a first, you know? There was a time when everybody first. wanted to say, because Obama was elected president, there's no more racism. Well, <laughs> we know that ain't true. Exactly. So how much how much changes because of a first as well? And were they really the first? Or were, were they the they first really? that were documented? There you go. Very true. I mean, sometimes if you do a little digging into history, you find out that people two centuries ago were doing amazing things and writing amazing things and creating amazing things. And maybe sometimes some of those people during their lifetimes had to pass in order to have the opportunities that they had to. But eventually it came out, you know. So as you just said, some of those first go way, way back. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you've got a whole trunk full of firsts. <laughs> <laughs> I do. With the first here and the first there. I mean, I did not even read through your total bio, but I'm gonna, definitely going to print that because people need to know that you were the first in many, many areas. And we're going to touch on a little bit. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to talk about some of those firsts, you know, being the first to do this, the first to walk through this door, the first to, you know, be on, on that stage and, you know, how it made you feel. Were you okay. proud? Were you um, frightened? Were you amazed. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but let's take this quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation with Sheldon. 
He is a respected leader in the American theater and television. He changed an industry through his emphasis on diversity and with the author being the author of his recent memoir, My Own Directions, A Black Man's Journey in the American Theater. We're gonna talk about that book. I'm gonna make sure you have the link so that you can purchase it, but we'll be right back after this quick message. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms by using the link tree ID, A Blake Enterprises. We'll be right back. Hello, Shaw Bear Nation. This is Lawrence Smith, president of the Shaw Bears Booster Club. As we plan to help Shaw University go to the next level, we are calling for your support and participation. Whether you're a recent graduate or a longtime alumnus, we need your youth, energy, ideas, and influence to help us grow and do great things. Don't forget to go to our online store and pick up your latest Shaw Bear Nation gear go to www.shawbearsnation.com. Let's get ready for the new generation of Shaw Bear Nation. Are you ready to join the billion dollar podcasting industry? If so, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is ready for you. Whether you're just starting out and have no equipment or you are a seasoned pro but need help with production, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio has everything you need. Conveniently located in Middletown, Delaware, Blake's state-of-the-art production facilities make producing your first or 100th podcast a breeze. No matter what kind of project you have in mind, the professionals at Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio can help with your production or give you the tools to produce it on your own. At the heart of Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is award-winning blogger, vlogger, and CEO, Antoinette Blake. And her goal is simple, to help one more entrepreneur be successful. So stop making excuses and start making your podcast, audiobook, e-course, and other online dreams come true. Call Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio now. 302-261-3530. That's 302-261-3530. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Antoinette Blake, the CEO of A. Blake Enterprises, and here on Out and About with Antoinette, every week on a Wednesday, I have the pleasure of interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware who's doing positive things in their communities. And I am so honored and blessed to have with me today, Sheldon Epps. He is a major player on and off Broadway and his new book, My Own Directions, A Black Man's Journey in the American Theater is rising to the top. You're gonna to get a copy. I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna do a giveaway, but we're gonna to talk to Sheldon more about his rise, his doors, his opens. Because before the break, we talked about the first. Being the first, you know, we keep hearing about the first. And I'm pretty sure Sheldon has been the first on many, many stages, many, many platforms walking through the door. So Sheldon, let's continue. You know, this show is all about the give back. That's first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And we've all have titles. You know, I say, oh, I'm the CEO of this. I'm this, I'm a mom, I'm, you know, my wife, blah, blah, blah. But you, 
have been recognized. You have been awarded. You have been honored, but you've probably been the first. Yes. In many, many areas. Let's talk about that. Well, that's true. You know, I've, I've, I've had a long, uh, satisfying career in the theater and working on television. And part of that has been um, the first black man, first person of color, any color, to work at many of the theaters where I've directed. Um, and in 1997, when I became artistic director of Pasadena Playhouse, I was the first black man to be uh, artistic director of a major theater on the West Coast, really. Um, and there were two, two others at that time, George C. Wolf and Kenny Leon on the East Coast, uh, but they went on to other things. So for a while, I was, I was the only black artistic director of a major theater. And then later on, when I started directing television, you know, I was the first first person of color to direct Frasier, first person of color to direct Friends and Everybody Loves Raymond and a lot of other shows. So yeah, I've frequently been in that position. And as you said, it is a great honor, but it also, it also is a burden and a responsibility. You know, you understand this, that when you are one of the few, one of the only, you're doing it for yourselves, but you're also doing it for anybody who might come along after you. Mm -hmm who is a person of color who wants to do the same thing. So you have to succeed, not just for yourself, but so that um, you take the argument away. You take away the argument that a person of color can do this or yeah. can't, or should do this or shouldn't do that. Your, your success represents um, an argument to those who want to deny that people of color are capable of leadership, capable of strategizing and long-term planning. Uh, so that's a great thing to do. It's a wonderful thing to give back, as you said, but it, it's also, you know, a weight and a responsibility. Uh, one that people bore before I came along. So, you know, I, I felt a responsibility to be part of that lineage and to open the next door and the next door um, and it's been my honor to do that, but I can't say that it wasn't without, you know, a little sweat equity now and then. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, oftentimes we feel that, you know, especially when we're the first, we feel like we're, we're carrying the weight of our race on our yes. shoulders. So exactly. we have to be doubly or, you know, work twice as hard to make sure that right. we open those doors or when we walk through those doors that we're, you know, keeping those doors open for others to walk through. And, you know, it, it's it's a, a curse and a burden, but it's also a blessing. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, I've, I've said sometimes um, when you're the first or one of the few, you have to prove that you can do the job, but you also have to prove that the job can be done by someone who is like you. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Someone of your color, you mm -hmm. know, of your gender, you know, mm -hmm. it's true for women as well, I think, mm -hmm. you know, whoever those first women were in leadership positions were proving that they could do the job, but they were also proving that women could do the job, you know, and that's, that's, that's an extra burden. And, uh, you know, you always feel like you have eyes on you, both eyes that are 
hoping that you'll succeed, but you know you got a few eyes on you that are expecting you to fall down at any moment. So in your book, is did you think you captured everything or was it like you did you leave out a lot or you know is this going to be a series i mean tell me i mean how does this i know you couldn't capture everything no i didn't capture everything <laughs> the book the book deals um almost uh specifically with my career in the theater uh i didn't deal with my other full-time occupation of television directing. You know, I've done about 250 episodes of television and just did my first TV movie. So, uh, you know, there might be another volume, my other directions. <laughs> that was that was a hint for, for, for you to make sure you do another one because, you know, you alluded to these few shows, but let me tell these people, he's done uh, directed many television episodes, The Upshaws. Now, I just don't, I, I love that show. I'm waiting for it to come back. I mean, I was watching while my son was in the hospital. I pulled it up and I'm like, that was so cool. Yeah. Family Reunion, Frasier, Friends, The George Lopez Show. I mean, Lopez versus Lopez, I'm loving. And when they brought in some characters <laughs> from the George Lopez show on a recent episode, I went crazy. Everyone loves Raymond, Hannah Montana, I mean, Instant Mom, Evening Shade, Sister, Sister, who doesn't love the twins? I mean, there's so many others. Girlfriends. Girlfriends now. Girlfriend. I know, like I said, and, and Girlfriends now. Girlfriend is a classic. It will never <laughs> ever, I mean, they could run a marathon. I would be sitting there and watching it all day long. I mean, five <laughs> seasons of that show. You did that and so many other pilots. And, you know, you have been, what, the, what's the Panky Chair Filmmaker in Residence at Chapman University? I mean, what is that? Tell me that. But first and foremost, let me say congratulations, kudos. I'm going to be clapping my hands. I'm just like, what? This is wonderful. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. The Panky Chair was a is a position, an endowed chair at Chapman University. And Chapman has, uh, it's, it's south of Los Angeles in Orange County, and it has a great uh, film and television department and great studio spaces. Uh, the facilities are as nice as some of the studios I've worked in in Hollywood, but they have a great training program for young writers, directors, producers, and every year they bring in somebody, a working professional, to be sort of a mentor uh, to a group of students uh, over the over the course of a semester. So it was a great honor to be chosen for that position. And that's got to be wonderful, you know, especially when you see um, the excited, the enthusiasm, yet the, I want to say the ignorance of those that have no idea what this world is about, how their world is going to be changed, um, because all they see is, you know, bits and pieces on a smartphone or, you know, right. what they grab from, you know, something streamed, but they don't yeah. understand the, the intensity of it all. Yeah, the craft, the technique, you know, the, uh, the learning you have to have, the education you have to have. I always say that all of these things, theater, television, movies, they should all feel magical, but it's not magic, you know, it's hard work. It's, it's knowing your craft, it's knowing your instruments, you know, knowing the tools you have to use. Sometimes people say, well, I just want to be an actor. I want to be director. <laughs> Don't worry about going to school. I said, well, you wouldn't want a brain surgeon who didn't go to medical school. 
language. So don't come along and just think you can turn yourself into an actor overnight. Well, they, you know, on social media, if they're an influencer and they go viral, they think it's instant success. And that's like, yo, wait a minute. (laughs) Right. This is work. You know, it takes work, you know, for longevity, because how long have you been in the business? Oh, about 127 years. I, was about, I was gonna say about 97, but yeah, I figured it much because again, you don't you don't become the person that you are overnight. There's no such thing as an Very overnight true. sensation. It is work, people. Work. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just say I had my first professional job in my junior year of college. Okay. Okay. That uh, was the first first time I actually I was an actor then, and I actually that's the first time I ever got paid really. Um, acting and uh, been doing it since then. And I will say that was sometime in the last century. How about that? Okay, that's good enough. <laughs> look, people know, look, people know me. I they know I'm of a particular age, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I just love it. And I tell them we could talk for hours, like you know, okay. I might have to bring you back on. But okay. you know. You're just, at a, I just love this. I mean, and again, like I said, I'm, I'm going to do a book giveaway because everyone needs to, to read. I mean, reading, you know, the, the, the catchphrase, reading is fundamental. Yes. That's true. It is true. It is, it is true. You know, put that down the smartphone and pick up a book. Yeah, I've learned so much from reading about the lives of other people and been inspired and gained, gained tools to use, you know, in my own life. And, and that's the thing I'm hoping with my book is, yeah, it is about my life, but I'm hoping it'll be an inspiration to young artists uh, wanting to achieve something, young anybody wanting mm-hmm. to achieve something, you know, dream big, be ambitious and, and follow your own directions. Don't let, don't let the path be defined for you. Follow your own directions and find your own path. And turn a no into an opportunity. There you go. Because you're going to hear no's, you know, but if it's your passion and and if you're good, I mean, obviously we know you got to be good. I know I was, when I was young, I wanted to be a model, but I knew I couldn't do it because I got bored really, really quick. (laughs) I'm like, I can't do this. I got to go. So I was like, never mind. But uh, it wasn't really for you though. That was the thing that ignited your passion and you found that out. Exactly. And, you know, igniting your passion, but working hard, you know, yes. that that is the thing, you know, it's it's not easy. And we, you know, again, you know, listening to you, having you on, I'm so glad that, you know, we connected um, because, you know, it. this is what we need today. You know, it is about to give back because we're giving you're giving back. You know, you're giving back you're, my own directions. A black man's journey in the American theater is a give back. And you yes. may never know who you inspired right or true. touched right but it's yeah. about that give back and that's and that that legacy the leaving of the legacy because what you've been around 127 years something like that one <laughs> so you don't know you know so it'll be my kids kids or somebody else that happens to pick up that book you know and right. says you know what this this is you know this has really changed my life so Sheldon before I let you go I always ask all my guests to leave us with a wow words of wisdom now you've got a book full of wows, but I want you to leave us one wow today. Okay, one wow. Well, it's something that it took me a while to learn, uh, but has become very important in my life and my work, uh, and even in my personal life. And it's 
always remember that it's just as important to listen as it is in talk to talk. And sometimes it's more important just to listen. Wow. Sheldon, thank you. Thank you for being a guest here on Out and About with Antoinette. You have really, you know, made my day. You know, I, I love, you know, having guests such as yourself. Again, it's about the give back, but you want to have fun and you want to be relatable. And I think, you know, this was just great, just great, great, great. So thank you again for joining me here on Out and About with Antoinette. I'm wishing you and yours a wonderful week and may God continue to bless your mission and your vision. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great to talk with you. And I want to thank you. And I want to thank you guys for listening to today's episode of Out and About with Antoinette, because every week I have the privilege of interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware who's doing great things in their communities. And if you'd like to be a guest or you know someone that would be a great guest for Out and About with Antoinette, please send an email to info at ablakeenterprises.com. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms, including my blog and my vlog by using the link tree ID, A Blake Enterprises. Thank you for listening. And please share this podcast link with your family, your friends, your bae, and your boo too. And until the next time, stay smart, stay safe, and stay social, because I will see you in cyberspace. See ya. It's the DE Diva, a.k.a. the Delaware Blogger, wishing you and yours a beautifully blessed day. Bye-bye.